second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, The Law Offices, of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. How was it? Hey, six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. You guys are all tuned in. All the comedians are here. They're listening. We're training. Good things are upon us. Great things are happening. Uh, hey, everybody. You know how the joke workshop works. The way the joke workshop works is that the comedians are going to talk. For about four minutes, sorry. And then uh, we're, we're gonna hear a horn. There we go. <laughs> we hear the horn and we go, oh, that's one minute left. Then after that one minute, they get 
com they get commentary from their comedian peers. Lucky them. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good, everybody. Uh, and please pay attention to people's sets and give them valuable feedback. That's why they're here. All right, your first comedian of the night. She has a show here at Mutiny Radio on Thursdays from 10 to midnight called Ask a Divorcee. She's also one of the hosts for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in less than 10 days. <laughs> All right, nine days it'll be here. Not that any of you care, but it matters to me. But I think it matters to this comedian too. All right, put your hands together for Annette Mullaney. Hey guys. Oh, is this okay? Hey guys, how's it going? I was prepared for this. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm proud to uh, announce a big milestone in my life. Uh, I recently got sent my first dick pic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was everything that I had been promised. Um, it was disgusting and unasked for. Uh, no, but like, so for years now, like I have been online dating single for like four years now. This is the apex of the dick pic, I think. And I have been listening to other women complain about like the barrage of dick pics that they were drowning under. And every time in this conversation, I'd be like, oh yeah, me too. Um, Cause it's like catcalling, right? Like you don't wanna, it's not that you want to get catcalled, you don't want to get sent uh, unrequested dick pics. It's just that like if every other lady is having it happen to her, you're kind of like, but, but wait, why, why not me? <laughs> what? Why not me? But yeah, I got my first dick pic. Um, that was cool. Uh, I like how it was, unre I didn't ask for it and then immediately he's like, yeah, so how about you? Um, <laughs> like send me some nudes. Uh, the problem there is like my room is not clean enough. Uh, for me to send nudes, right? Like it would take some very creative photo cropping to not show any of the squalor. And I just, like I prefer to introduce men to the squalor that is my room when they're already there, right? And like most of the blood has already gone to their dick. Right, like in the comfort of his own home or like on the bus or wherever he's texting me from, he has too much critical thinking to where he can look at the pic and go like, is is that just an entire pile of pizza boxes in the background? Um, and you know, it's, I have a lot of stuff in my room. It's not all trash. Most of it's not trash. Um, I just like, I don't want to call myself a hoarder. Uh, it's just that I have a lot of stuff that I think I might use one day. Uh, <laughs> uh, my main issue with the dick pic though is that most of them, I've seen a lot of them because I Google them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the famous ones. I just wanted to know what it was like. Um, but they're very unimaginative, right? Like it's just a dick. Usually it's a terrible angle for actually, if you're trying to like display something about it. Um, ladies, I don't know about you, but do you ever think like if I were a dude, what kind of dude would I be? Like, would I be a dope one? Yeah. Um, so I think like if I were to send a dick pic, I think I would have some fun with it, right? Like put props in it. Um, Right, like get a like get a Canadian quarter that's slightly smaller, so people so the perspective is a little weird, or like set out like from a dollhouse, get some doll furniture and then just lay it across that, um, or maybe like I was thinking I could build a little like city out of Legos and then send a dick vid 
of just me knocking down and be like, girl, I'm gonna destroy your puss like Tokyo. Um, I just think there's a lot of room for creative uh, innovation and it's not, it's, I don't know why men aren't stepping up to the plate. Uh, well, thank you guys anyway. I've been Annette. Oh yeah, comments. Annette Mullaney, clap wildly, everyone. Dollhouse furniture, dick pics, oh my God. Uh, comments, go up to a mic. Nice job. Oh, you're good. Okay, what did I write? Oh, so you know, uh, when you're like, you want the guys to get creative about their dicks. I was thinking your suggestions could be like, I don't know, like paint one, do stop do stop animation, maybe do some abstract, like make it look bigger. Make a gift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With like a top hat, you know. Uh, I was just gonna say the single best way to sparse up a dick pic is googly eyes. So that's that's just literally wrote in my notebook, googly eyes. <laughs> Did you read my notebook? Um, now I'm distracted. Um, oh, I think you should try and find other words for dick pic okay. because you say the word dick pic and you can like get more creative about it, do alliteration. Um, uh, like I've heard Dixture before, but or like you, you can I mean, explore with it. Um, I thought yeah, Why Not Me was a really strong punchline. Which one? Why Not Me. Um, I think you could do like a little bait and switch with the cropping thing. So like you're like, you say that you have a messy room and then say you have creative cropping. So like, but when I take a picture of myself, I'm going to need to do some creative cropping and like people will think you're talking about your body or whatever. Then you're like to hide the pizza boxes in my room or something okay. like that. Um... You said something about, I, I don't know if you want to do this, but you can. Uh, you said something about there's more than just trash in my room. And in my mind, I was like, you could say, like, there's more than just trash in my room, and I'm not talking about me. Uh, and then you said, I'm a hoarder, but you kind of drew it out like I'm a whore. Hoarder. Like, you like, <laughs> um, I don't know. If you want to make everyone think you're a hoe, call yourself trash and also a whore, is what I'm trying to say. And also, you could put googly eyes on a dick. Ian. Um, and then the one other, the one other thing I had was, um, I think there's you. The punchline might land better if you were talking about um, wherever people send dick pics from. Or like you said, because you send it back to them. Here, so because you said sexting, but if you say like wherever he's sending me his dick pic from, or like. You set it up like from his home or on the bus, yeah. wherever he's sexting from. But if you say from home or on the bus, wherever he's sending the dick pic from, does that make sense? Like I think it's just a bit clearer what oh, you're okay. what you're going it's for. What I was saying. Well, because sexting, you can get away with sexting on the bus, and no one will ever know. But to me, the idea of sending a dick pic while on the bus is funny. That's okay. that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, I forgot one thing. You know how uh, in the beginning you you said okay, they they send a dick pic, and then he's like, oh, can you send me nudes? Uh, I was thinking you could have like more examples of, of like when it's inappropriate to ask for for things in return. Like you know you don't give to charity and expect nudes in return, or you know like some sort of other life experience where you you know you you're giving, but then now you're like asking a, asking for for it back, kind of mm -hmm. you know. Okay. Just one thing I wanted more of is like how you're like they're expecting pictures of you and like how you maybe angle it or light it or why you're reluctant to do it like I wanted to hear more of that like mm. what makes you 
Like, it's either the angle of actually, like, what you would do to making sure you look good in your nudes, or maybe, like, explaining why you don't want to. Thank you. Yay, Annette Mullaney, listen to her show, Ask a Divorcee, every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio. If you guys are wondering what we're listening to in the fills, uh, I'm addicted right now to Ace the Rapper. A local guy sent his his, uh, CD and he was like, try me, and that's the name of his album. And I'm like, fuck yeah, and I'm, I'm digging it. All right, that was Annette Mullaney, your next comedian, another funny lady. Pay attention and uh, laugh at her jokes and then uh, tell her if she needs any uh, help or whatever. Maybe, maybe not. Everybody clap wildly for Florentina Tanase. I need a lot of help. so I was I Netflix, I was Netflixing all day. I don't feel sad about it. Yeah. I watched what did I watch, Ian? What did I tell you I watched? Something about Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um but I like Netflixing. Uh I I like the comments that people leave on an movies. Like I was watching this documentary called Cesar Chavez. It was about Cesar Chavez. Uh <laughs> Casey didn't know. And one of the comments was, we get it, he's Mexican. (laughs) Like head bopping everything. Uh, And I'm like, that's not how you talk about real life. Uh, Obviously, he's a Mexican and, you know, like picking fruit and stuff. Like, it's not, it's his life. It's not a stereotype, you know, so I was kind of conflicted, but it's not like I talk about the Holocaust like it were a movie because that was also real. So if there was a movie, it's not like I would be shitting on the wardrobe and asking, why are there so many extras in the background? Like, you know, it's just real life. Just handle it and then watch a shitty movie after like Harry Met Sally, you know, um, Cool. That was my hot take on Netflix comments. All right. Um, so I I recently noticed this trend where women are shaving off their eyebrows like all the way off, gone. Like it's not even like they're like they're in their birthday suit. It's just unnatural, and um, they they. They shave it off, but only to pencil it right back in, and they look really pissed. <laughs> like someone just shaved off their eyebrows. <laughs> and I, ha- I said this joke at a show uh, last week, and there was this Mexican lady, and, and she was like in the background, she's like, yeah, it's not a new trend, cholas did it. And I'm just like, we get it, you're Mexican. <laughs> She was not. She was super Asian. I didn't. I'm racist. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on that one too. Um, so I was. Um, I was dating this guy last year, and he was really British. And you know how they have that charm, and they're so. He's British. You just. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like sucking what? Sorry, I, I misheard. What did you say? Oh, okay. Well. I'm on that boat now, but he was, he was really charming. Like he was really charming. He had that British charm. Like he paid for dinner and he paid for the taxi at his place. He paid for the sex. Like we, it was, it was a good night. I thought, um, but then like, you know, he waited till after sex to tell me he had a girlfriend, not so charming, but he didn't 
tell me at home, he took me to a Starbucks because he knew I loved coffee, because I love to time my diarrhea. <laughs> Fun fact. So he knew I had exactly five minutes to be passed, uh, pissed off at him until I had to go, you know, like forever. <laughs> shameful <laughs> so I, i'm just saying that i hope your dates are as explosives as mine usually are um but okay this guy he thought that the g-spot moved around in women <laughs> yeah it's not a thing guys who are contemplating that no guy in the back row think about it it doesn't move stays in one place and then, guys can you just stop projecting your father's relationships on our bodies okay Sorry. Or at least chase it like the car your dad drove off in, you know? And I don't believe that he couldn't, like, find my G-spot because it was, like, dark or whatever, you know? Because this guy, this gent, while we were having sex, he got thirsty. And he got off of me to find water in the kitchen. In the dark, I might add. So now I move my juice spot next to the water. Here's hoping. All right, thanks guys. I'm Florentina. Florentina Tanase, everyone. If you have comments, find a microphone. Um, the que- the not question. The bit about um, dude, we get at your Mexican, and then I kind of I got really lost in like what the what you were trying to say with the rest of the joke there with um the rea- with like this is reality. Um, I did think you were setting it up for like talking about different kinds of movies. Like you watch a Holocaust movie is the comic going to be like, we get it. You're Jewish. So what? Yeah. Uh, my thing. Yeah. My thing was when you're watching documentaries, it's not like a movie where they, they make up the whole plot and, and it's, it's like, you know, maybe there are some stereotypes, but it's just someone's life, like real life. So why, so would you do the same thing in real life and comment on things that are movie like? You know, like, have, if that's confusing, then I Well, you keep saying the word makeup, so I would put that in there. Like, if you're going to do makeup, like, you just made, you make it up, but makeup, you're talking about eyebrows. And if you're watching a documentary, do you just make one eyebrow confused? Like, you don't know what's going on? Are you like, if it's about Hitler, one of them looks angry and the other one is, like, turned up at the edge? Like, you're, you're making up your own makeup anyways at that point. You're okay. drawing on your own eyebrows. Like Netflix face or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it just it was confusing what I was talking about. Yeah, I guess just from the comment, uh, we get it, you're Mexican. I just assumed okay. that like the documentary, you know, went into like his Mexican heritage and like dis- and said that he's Mexican a lot versus like the person commenting that his life story is very stereotypical. I didn't get that part until just now that that's what you're referring to. Okay. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so my hey. comments on the same joke. Um, so I thought... <laughs> no, that's fine. Like when you... So you go like, we get your Mexican and then you're like, oh, a movie about the Holocaust and then you mentioned Harry Met Sally. So you could... Like another angle on that joke is you could pretend like you think when Harry Met Sally is actually a documentary and then talk about like how crazy single life is or dating is and then be like, we get it. You're not getting laid or something to like bring it back to the... Okay. We get it. You're Mexican. We get it. You're Jewish. So, or, but, but do it on like a 
a movie real yeah like okay. yeah because you're talking about documentaries and then you go into when harry met sally so then i okay. i have a i have a quick okay. comment about british people <laughs> <laughs> no oh the spokesperson uh, is no here. I, was, I was actually i was just gonna say um with the g spot there's also a car called the g the infinity g something and there's also a watch called the g star so you could probably incorporate that in there because <laughs> you know it takes time to get away in a car <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when you're talking about you the G spot moving around, how it does, like that's not what a G spot does. That's what a G spot with warrants does. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm taking that. <laughs> Greg, you know a lot about G spots. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Florentina Tanazi, everyone. All right, your next comedian. Runs a really great open mic on Tuesdays at OMG. I wish that I could go more often, uh, but it's just hard to get out of here. But I will, I promise, I will at some point go back to OMG. My favorite thing about his mic is that they have a cordless mic, which I don't usually get to practice with. And every time I go, all I want to do is like go through their stool while holding that mic, just to prove that I can do it. Like I force my body through the stool while I'm holding them. Okay, anyway, I, it's more exciting to me than it is to anyone else. Your next comedian, everybody, it's Greg Ghetto. All right. Uh- First, I was upset that Pam didn't show up for my, my mic. Now I'm happy she doesn't come. Uh, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, so I, you were t- talking about dating. Aren't you, you're married, right? Yeah. How long have you been married? Okay, so it was right after this guy. You've been, okay, that's a quick engagement. Um, <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just making sure my, my uh, roast material is accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's, you're done. Um, you're so done. No, uh, she was talking about dating. I just got out of. Uh, we were dating for a couple of months, and I knew it wasn't going to be a long-term relationship because on the first date we went back to my place and we were like making out, and then she pulled out anal beads out of her purse, and she said, "Is this going into you or me?" <laughs> anal beads. Uh, you got, you got any, it was, it looked like a purse just like that, actually, uh, that she pulled the anal beads out of. Um, no, and, and, and just like, and then I was like, I'm not really into anal beads. Uh, and then, and, but then like, like, well, I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> like, you know, like anal beads only happens on the 30 year anniversary of marriage. Like that's when you get anal beads. Like what do you do on the 30 year anniversary if date one was anal beads? Like what do you? You don't, because the marriage will end sooner. Uh, You'll not get married with that person. But no, she always got pressure me into doing anal stuff. (laughs) And and she's like, why won't you do anal stuff? Because I don't love you. Uh, (laughs) Is that too much to say? I don't, I'm not in love with you. Go home. Um, um, I think babies get a bad rep. I think they do. They, they, I just think it's got to be intense, intense being a baby. Because, uh, like, you didn't ask to be here. <laughs> you know, you just, and then you pop out of a womb and you're like, you can't talk, but you're like, do you want, do you want I just went through? Like, so many good men died back there. Uh, <laughs> I was the only survivor. And then, and then you get spanked like you're a prisoner of a POW thing. And it's just, 
intense. Um, all right, whatever. It's a high thought. Um, oh, yeah, so me and I live in the Mission, and uh, this past Saturday, I was walking home from work around 1.30 in the morning, and I saw this lady just, like, sleeping along a fence, standing up. Pretty impressive. And uh, she looked pretty intoxicated. I will, I will say that. And I walked by her, and I wanted to say, like, are you okay, miss? But it was, like, a dark alley. <laughs> And I didn't want, like, I didn't want to get accused of anything. Does that make sense? Like, I was just like, she looks like she's in trouble, but like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get caught for like, what are you doing to that lady? You know. Uh, so I went home, and and then John came home an hour later, and she was in the ambulance. Uh, so I don't know whose fault it is. I feel like it's women's fault for making me feel like a creep anytime I approach them. Uh, is that does that make sense? I don't like I didn't I I didn't I wasn't gonna rape her, but I had this thought like they might think you're trying to rape her, which is how I feel like when I date. Uh, so she's dead now, and it's all your fault, women. Uh, thanks. My name is Greg. Greg Gettle, topical and political as always. Uh, comments. So I think that uh, the last one about how you don't want her to think you're rape, I think you could use like, like it's an episode of Law and Order SVU and like Ice T's around the corner thinking that like you're raping her or something. Yeah. I think that's a good analogy. Or maybe your bald head makes you less scary so that you'd somehow like take off your hat or your hoodie to try to make yourself look more approachable or not like a felon or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> true. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like you, it would only it would only look. It looks weird if it's you going up to her, but not if you were like a business person in a suit or like an EMT and that type of. So it'll be like she'll get raped because of what I'm wearing, or like she, like people accuse. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. What you But like you know, people always say like you know because of what you're wearing, I think you can play off do a play on words yeah. there. Um. So yeah, I guess I just. Call it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. Um. This is a tangent, but the. The anal beads thing, like when that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty ballsy introduction I know, on, right? on her part. And I kind of wonder, like, is that what she's arrived on after like workshopping a lot of different ways to try to get anal beads on the first date? Like, I would, ass- I would assume <laughs> so. Uh, there was no hesitation in her voice. She was very confident with the delivery. So I would say she's done it before. I kind of imagine going into that. I didn't go. In, I didn't go in me, so I don't care. Well, it's, a, it's like a <laughs> I don't weeder. Give a fuck. You want to carry a dirty ass anal beads in your purse all day? I, I think I'm, that I'm not getting. Female purses, and they're like. Oh. I, I think I'm you. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure an asshole's got to be worse uh, than your purse, but maybe not. I don't know. Did she pay for stuff with cash that had been in that same purse? I wish. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> Never mind. I think that you can make some sort of analogy about pulling. Um, them out on a first date and what that likens to it's it's like a weeder class it's like ochem for you know like when you i mean the only thing i can think about it is like when you take ochem in college and you know you're not going to be a doctor because you're like i can't pass ochem and it's the same thing she just does this on the first date it's like a weeder thing it's like here are the anal beads and you're like i'm not going to be a doctor or whatever that's like it's you know this is not the person for you yeah uh, I've got something to add here. I just found out today that Spanish for anal is ano, A-N-O. So you can maybe think that she pulled up out of some kind of chronological abacus saying it was an ano bead. And you thought you'd uh, okay. you'd get in there. You'd get okay. in there for once a year. 
<laughs> That's okay. That sounds like something you yeah, right? <laughs> that sounds good. All right, is that it? Cool, bye-bye. Yay, Craig Gettle. You've been wondering uh, who the Englishman is inside. Uh, that's Steve Wilson, Scottish. He's Scottish. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're from. She knew it. She said you can tell the difference. Uh, it's Steve Wilson. He has a new show. He's training with us today, and he has a new show called Mornings with the Machine. He's actually going to be on at 8 a.m. He's our first 8 a.m. show ever. So none of these people will ever listen to your show live. <laughs> it will never happen. Uh, actually, that's not true. Your next comedian has a real job, and she might wake up early enough to do this. She also, she has so many jobs and wears so many hats. She's also our webmaster here and raised a lot of money last week, and that's becoming a thing. Like, they, she just like has these comedy shows with these ladies, and they raise money to, against Trump. It's like they're actually doing something, and they're amazing. You're gonna love her jokes, everybody. Brooke Heineken. I credit most of that fundraising to the tour de force that is Marcy Rogo. Uh, for those of you who know her. Um, did you guys see that today that 11 people just walked through a TSA security checkpoint at JFK because it was left completely unattended and were able to board their flights? I know. Like, imagine how scared you would be thinking those people might have bottled water. <laughs> I can't wait to, for, like, all of the, like, Brooke is so PC. Or, um, all right. Uh, um, I'm going to reuse my session's jokes. Um... I think it, it's important to be critical of politics now that Donald Trump has started to treat the judiciary like it's totally like optional. You know, I don't know if you guys watch these press conferences, but it's like you know, it's like watching an episode of Whose Line. Like everything's made up and the facts don't matter. Uh, um, but he, he started to treat the judiciary like it's like it's optional. You know, like like Will and Jada Pinkett Smith treat their third child, the one that's not Willow or Jaden, the one whose name is exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Sessions got confirmed. Sorry, you guys, you guys have heard all these, so I just talked to them. Um, Jeff Sessions got confirmed after being denied a federal judgeship uh, in 1986 for being too racist. Uh, but you know, that was a long time ago, and you know how getting older makes people less racist? Mm, still need to make that punchline work. Uh, I'm also getting sick. <laughs> um, you know, actually, I'm actually, like, I get a lot more sick than I used to. Do you guys notice as you get older, like, I thought it was bad enough that like getting out of bed now, my body sounds like a rain stick in the amount of like cracking. Uh, but my brain started off this week like I've got all these plans and my body decided to call an audible and give me a cold. Um, the only other thing I wanted to try out is talking about uh, my experience growing up in the Girl Scouts because I'm also from the Midwest. Uh, uh, yeah, no, when I was a kid, somebody told me you are what you eat, so I became a brownie. Uh, <laughs> The Girl Scouts generally, though, are not a bad group of people. Like, they are sectarian. They are generally good, well-principled. They do a lot of good for the world. Uh, but not the Girl Scouts I was with. They were a bunch of mean girls in training. Like, I told one of them, we were Thanksgiving, and we were drawing hand turkeys. I was 10, and I still remember this. And I told one girl I liked her hand turkey. And she said that she did not like her hand turkey, and therefore I was not allowed to like her hand turkey. And what I should have done was printed a hand turkey right across her face. Uh, <laughs> but I sucked it up. Uh, I was the only one, that was the only girl from my school to go to this brownie troop. Uh, and my mom, this is gonna make her sound like a bad mother. She was not a bad mother, she was great, but she did not sew the patches onto my vest. So I stapled all my patches onto my vest <laughs> and showed up with a vest that looks like a YMCA community billboard, just shit hanging all over it. Uh, did not get the patch for sewing, believe it or not. 
uh, they give, you're supposed to give you patches for like sewing and cooking. I should have gotten a fucking patch for putting up with all of those other mean girls. Um, yeah, I think that is all I had to say. Thank you. I don't need a corner. Brooke I feel like there needs to be jive turkey in there somewhere. You keep talking about hand turkeys? Jive turkey. Oh, you jive turkey. It's like a, it's a thing. Jive. It's a really old thing to say, but I like jive turkey. Um, I think the, uh, the patch for putting up with these mean girls, you should name that patch. Um, I don't know, something along the lines of like, uh, like emotional abuse enabler. I don't know, something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say about the patches. The, <clears throat> those patches are for like life skills, right? And what's a more important life skill than learning how to negotiate, you know? Where the through, fuck are the taxes well, patches? Usually, there is a patch in accounting. There is a patch in accounting. It exists. I have the book. I still have the original book of Girl Scout patches. Girl Scout? Yeah, yeah I was. And you can make bitch. up your own patches. But here's the thing. You don't want to say bitch because that's not nice. But or, you know, a mean, the girl. Three, a mean girl. Think of the girl. three, the the three bitch, things the that you would need. Like, you would need Kleenex. Yeah. You would need... God, I don't know what you would need to counteract them. You would need like something to pull the knife out of your back, like some sort of like yeah. like oh, tweet, yeah. like first aid patch like, which I get for pulling the knife out of my right, back. Right, right. Oh, kind of I forgot pliers. to say that I didn't have a problem getting rid of all of the cookies, though. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't sell them, but they were gone. Speaking of speaking of cookies, just so you guys know, this is a plug for myself. If I would have put coconut on top of these, I would have made samosas today. Except they have weed in them. So if anyone wants to buy, I actually made Twix bars today that are, have their cookies covered in pot caramel that are dipped in chocolate. Because I'm a genius. Uh, so if anybody wants to fund my life, they're five bucks. It's because I was a Girl Scout. <laughs> That's why I know how to make those. <laughs> One quick comment about the stapled on badges. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like the pieces of flyer Chili's waitress kind of thing. So you could maybe use that somehow. That's a better, is that a more relatable analogy than a billboard? I love the billboard. No. All right. Well, or, or I'll, like, I'll try them both. You can personalize it and make it like, you know, a, like a, you know, if you see a, a phone pole in the mission or on Valencia, like there's a lot of staples on that too, or like, oh, like the bullet, better. the bulletin board at some cafe. You know, that would be like another good, like That's something, but something specific. Yeah, you know, getting it more specific. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. That was Brooke Heineken. She's our webmaster. Uh, I hope that someday she gets a real, like, she has a real job, but she gets a bigger job. And, she, and they call me and they're like, uh, so Brooke Heineken was your webmaster? And I get to be like, I have so many glowing things to say about Brooke Heineken. <laughs> like anybody that would actually take my opinion as serious. Uh, your next comedian is another. <laughs> no, they just, they've never. On paper, I look great. Uh, <laughs> your next comedian is a really funny lady. She looks great on paper and in real life. And I've been enjoying her jokes every time I've been seeing her more and more and more. Everybody clap wildly for Elizabeth. With Mansfield. Thanks, guys. I did. I did try and look great today, especially even though it's raining, because I went on a Tinder date right before I came here. Yeah. Except, so when I met up with this guy, I told him, "Okay, I have 90 minutes because I had to leave because I had to be here." And he was like, "Oh, okay." So we had drinks, and we left. It was terrible, by the way. I would never go out with this guy again. But uh, when I was leaving, he was like, "That was so much fun." But maybe next time. No time limits. 
was like, like you just guarantee like I'm not going to have sex with you. Like I can just imagine going down on this guy being like, that was really great. But next time, can I get an extra 15 minutes? Like, maybe not so much eye contact. Like my jaw's sore. I can't even like handle it. Um, no, but I actually, I have been like kind of like dating this new guy and we were like dating for like three weeks and he asked me to go away with him for the weekend, which sounds great. Super exciting, right? Sent me into a tailspin panic because I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like other girls will get this. Like the first weekend you go away with a guy is like an exercise in figuring out how to poop in secret. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just I, I'm not ready for him to know yet that I have bodily functions so like I, I held it like I held it together for like a day and a half but by like Saturday night I was falling apart so I was like I'm just gonna go for a jog I really need to exercise and I ran to like the corner store and I was just like kind of wandering around like I just can I do you guys have a bathroom and the woman was like we don't have a public restroom sorry and I was like ma'am I am on my first weekend away with a guy and I need to use the bathroom. And she totally got it. She was like, it's fine. She was like, use the employee bathroom. She totally, I was like, sister, represent. So nice. But like, I mean, pooping is the only problem. Like the first, like the most terrifying 30 seconds in my life is the moment between when I wake up because I farted and wondering whether the guy is going to also wake up. Like, it's like, is he going to smell it? Am I going to have to, like, tuck the cover? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. I was like, was it just a noise? Was it more? Do I have to hide this? And I've in the past, I've judged guys, but, like, by whether they're, like, ignore it or they sleep through it. I'm like, oh, that's a good guy. Like, he didn't say anything. But I feel like I've kind of felt in someone special because he was, like, sleeping and turned over, and he goes, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. <laughs> I was like, marry me! That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's true. Um, yeah, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for now. I'm like, I'm like 35. I'm in my solidly in my mid 30s and dating. Like the kinds of things I want now are not the things I've wanted before. Like I used to just want to like hook up with guys and be like, thanks for the sex, bye. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. But now, like I only want companionship. Like I'm like, like show me like a dad bod and a 401k, and like I will show you a pair of like wet, sensible, full coverage briefs. <laughs> that's how I roll now like that's that's the kind of girl like my coworkers and I were in Vegas for um, the consumer electronics show and like everyone was just getting fucking shit face and like 10 years ago I would have been like maybe I'm gonna sleep with somebody but this time I was like oh my god maybe we'll all like fall asleep together in the same room and like watch Devil Wears Prada and wear PJ pants like it's like the most white girl orgy you could ever imagine and that's my dream of life now that's all I want in life um, it's, yeah, it's like I have, um, like I have these new relationship things I want and like I have like, I'm of birthing age. Like my ovaries are like ready to make babies and, but I don't have any kids. So like my maternal feelings have nowhere to go. Like I was brushing my teeth with my electric toothbrush the other day and it started running out of battery and it made that little like sound. Like it was like, and I was like, I know. It's <laughs> It's going to be okay. Like, I put it in, like, its little battery charger. I was like, it's okay. But it's, that was emotionally confused brush. <laughs> like, I'm all fucked up now. I feel like, is this child pornography? Like, I don't know how to handle things. 
I've had a crush on this guy at work for like six months, like a big hardcore crush. And I finally got him to ask me out. Like I've been like trying to flirt with him over chat for a while and I got him to ask me out. So the day of our date, I like got all ready. I like did my hair, I had an outfit. I was like ready. And he like sent me a message at like 4.30. He was like, hey, so should we just meet in the lunchroom for coffee? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's work. Like maybe he's trying to take it slow. Like, you know, we got to, don't want to violate HR policies. So I show up and I'm just like, oh my God. So like, what do you like to do on the weekends? Like, what are you into? And he's like, so what's the best way to work with your team? Do I go through you or, and like, that's the moment I realized that like I was on a date, but he was in a meeting. And we both knew it. Okay, I'm Elizabeth. Thank you guys. Feedback me. Elizabeth Mansfield. That's me. Right now, you're going to give your comments into those side mics. What do you got for me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hey, I have a thing to say first. Why are you so freaked out about poo? Um, I'm not eventually, but like... Mostly, I just, yeah, I'm freaked out about it. Cause what, I mean, is it, is the smell of yours like specifically different or voluminous? Is it like, some people think that their shit doesn't stink, but you, you think yours stinks so badly. No, I think it's normal. I think it's mostly just like at the beginning of a relationship, like you just want to be like girly and flowery and like, oh, nothing like this ever happens. It's and a like, romance issue. Yeah, it's a romance issue. But have, so are they hiding their poo from you? Um... I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, I've definitely smelled some poo. See, so like this double standard you're holding yourself to. It just I makes do me hold sad myself that you're to working it. so hard. Yeah. Like I expect myself to be perfectly groomed and shaved and polished and everything. But like if a guy is a total disaster, I'm like, oh, he's so manly. It's a fucked up mess. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, I all of your jokes were like awesome. Thank you. It all seemed really polished. Um, Thanks. The well, what I liked about a lot of it was like it was very, it was very relatable. Just because it's true. Um, <laughs> the the only time that I was when you're talking about wanting kids, and then the analogy you gave was like caring for a toothbrush. I was about to say like, oh, you could put something else in there that might be like a little closer to a baby. But then I got your like call like why you said the toothbrush yeah. for the vibrating reason. Well, um, and also that happened. Um, <laughs> You talked to your toothbrush? I did for a minute. It was like subconscious, but it was like, and I was like, I know. (laughs) Poor baby. Um, The only other thing is like the, I don't know what guys think of like, they have any other insight into like the fact that women do go through that. Like when I, when you wake up, some woman I know, were we talking about this? They like, or no, it was another friend. She goes into her bathroom and does makeup and then gets back in bed. And like combs her you hair. You have all seen Bridesmaids. So like there's the guy a movie think, where she does that. Yeah, yeah that's the opening scene to Bridesmaids too. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't scene. know people actually. like. But there are some like quasi-sociopathic things yeah. that women do so that guys won't ever know that like we're actually disheveled on occasion. Yeah, like, totally. Like I've used a hair straightener to iron clothes so that somebody wouldn't notice. Like it's I did that yesterday. weird stuff that you do. Anyway. Yeah. But no. really add more of those colorful details. There Should I go I into think, those things? Yeah. I was just going to say that I find more interesting of why you're afraid of the poo and that that's like that you're and I think it's more interesting that you're trying to hide it but they're not that you're in your own like like my neurotic perfectionist mess. It's right, rich, women which is created ever... by the society we live in. Now it's not that you just created this or your mom did. This is a society we've been living in forever and this yeah. is a feminist issue that we should take arms with and I don't shave anything I don't give a fuck I'm, but I found the right guy who doesn't give a fuck either so oh, I'm not fine. as political as you but I'll do my best yeah. I'm like I have lazy I have no hair on my body yeah. right? at all I've spent thousands of dollars to be just a, a prepubescent 
like, 11-year-old. I have, like, people do this shit, though. Like, I've gone into, like, left a party to go to a CVS to buy a razor. Yes! Like, yeah, no, it's a real thing. Yes! Right! Because women can't ever... But you, but don't you can't ever what? be caught off guard. What? And that's like, there's a pressure there. First of all... I feel you, girl. First of all... But you're cool. What she said, that's true. <laughs> Second of all, now I'm staring at your eyebrows now that I know you they're have perfect, no real right? hair. I mean, did you shave them off and paint them back on? No, but they're waxed and dyed. Okay, thanks. Oh. I uh, I liked your bit about all of a sudden like it went from uh, there's like n- sorry there's no restroom here to like oh girl I got you back yeah. here <laughs> like uh, that kind of happened one time in real life like uh, somebody I knew it was their their daughter they were having their first period but it was at Aww. Disneyland Aww. and there was like there's no tampons in Disneyland unless you ask like a female cast member and they're like part the Red Seas oh you know? so sweet but oh I that like, made my ovaries hurt I want a daughter I just like how <laughs> how it's all of a sudden it goes from like no fuck you stranger to like woman we are br- sisters I got you yeah shit back here you know yeah totally light a match whatever that was cool. good shit I liked your shit thanks thanks guys Elizabeth Mansfield everyone Elizabeth Mansfield funny funny stuff also Elizabeth is is uh, kind of our champion of the night. She brought two new comics. We should make her some weird little like uh, brownie badge star to wear on her of something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get your videotape ready. I I don't know if it's her first time or what, but you guys, you better fucking clap like you. It is her first time here and that makes a difference. Let's give her a warm welcome. Everybody, it's Yasmin Khan. Hi. Thank you. It is my first time. I've wanted to do this for a long time, so I'm blasting my cherry tonight. Thank you. So yeah, my name is Yasmin, Yasmin, Yasmin. Um, it'll make more sense in a minute. I'm half Mexican, half Pakistani, but I pass as white. Thing. Um, so I want to start this out by just saying, um, I want to give a hug, send a hug out to all the white people right now. Just hug, because it's hard being you. I see it. I see it. You know, you walk into a room and everyone just has such high expectations. Just your intelligence and education and values and you open your mouth and it's really hard being just that disappointing all the time. But um, yeah, so going back, so I grew up in Orange County, Southern California, um, a mixed girl. So every once in a while after school, I'd have like, you know, some friends over, some white girls, yellow girls, brown girls, black girls. Um, People get mad sometimes when I say that, like, can't say yellow and brown and black you know you can't call them that it's like well but I can call you white it's like yeah but that's the good one you know like we all know that you know you add a little color in there and it's like oh it's so rude so fuck that little pigment's good I like to call them by what they are. Love my yellow and brown and black girls. So I have some friends over after school, my father comes home, and he just stomps right in. Yasmin, beta, go up a stair, give me my John Amas. My brown and yellow black friends just, they don't even bat an eye. They're just like, whatever. Somebody has a fobby dad, not a big deal. My white friends, though. And it's so endearing the first time you see it. It's kind of like they're having a cultural moment. It's like real. It's like their head cocks to the side. 
and like their jaw slackens open like the eyes widen and you could see back there like something's happening in their head they're like oh my god they walk among us us and they look at me and they're like oh my god what are you like oh my god what are you and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, my mom's from Mexico, my mom's Mexican, and my father's Pakistani. And they'll be like, you mean Pakistani? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. What do you do with that? Um, and you know, it starts out really endearing, but you know, it starts to lose its appeal. So a couple weeks ago, um, I was having brunch with Liz here, and afterwards I caught an Uber on the way home and um, jumped in the car. And in front of me, you know, it's an Uber pool. So blonde woman walks, jumps in the front seat, and the driver says to her, hi, how are you? And she looks at him, she goes, oh my God, what? are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm Italian. <laughs> and you can see like the wheels spinning. It's almost like in her head, she's like, no, I, I, I took that ride at Disneyland, you know, the small world? <laughs> she's like, yeah, the, the, the chinks wear the pointy hats. The Mexicans wear like the smiles and choked tears. And the Italians wear the, the, the dark hair and the, and the scarves. Like, you're not, like, she goes, but you're blonde. And he just looks at her like, what are you? <laughs> That's all I got. Hey, everybody, that was Yasmin Khan. Yay! Yay! Do we have comments? I have a couple. If there. Was that actually your first time doing stand-up? Yes. Uh, super good. That was, yeah. that, was, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hold, not better than my first time, obviously. But no, no, no. Was, I didn't see you do the. Uh, the no, no, no. You, it was far better. It was far better than my first time. But um, I would. The only thing I would say um, is right at the very end uh, when you're doing like the impression of another person trying to figure out what race you are. You said chinks. Which is, which yeah, honestly, so everyone's going. no, 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 which I think is actually fine if you're doing impression of a racist person, but then you have to use racial slurs for the other two as well. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm saying, no, 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 but it has to, but it has, it has to be consistent. It, you either, either don't do it at all or do it for all of them because yeah, yeah. it just stood out too much. So to the just, choked tears wasn't mean enough. No, 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 no. That was fine. but I just, I'm just saying if, no, if no, it's the impression of a racist on their person, hands might be a little it has too, to be too deep, but. But, but does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I missed your comment, though, sorry. Uh, the strawberry stains on their hands might be too much for the Mexicans. I don't know, but I, hear you. I don't think it's worse than chinks, so go for it. Chinks <laughs> is a hard one. Uh, so I, you said Mexican Pakistani, and I was really excited because like cultural, uh, and I didn't understand it, but I was like, cool, but then I thought you could go farther because culture is related to food, and I think that Mexican Pakistani food. There's so many funny things. Like you could be all, yeah. My mom would make nachos and my dad would dip them in hummus, or like weird co combinations of like, like my mom made enchiladas, but he made them with chickpeas. Like what? You know? Or I don't know how. I don't. I'm not Pakistani, so I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> I, all I can think of I is garbanzo you. beans. 
Um, and then, I'm sorry. Is that, that, that doesn't make me a racist. It makes me a foodie, assholes. Uh, and then I really, I really liked your callback on what, Aria. I thought the voice Aria. was perfect. It was that whole act out was great, and that you called it back was really wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, the structure is really, really good. Um, the I really liked your facial expressions. Like I don't know if you guys on the side were able to catch all of them, yeah. but like yeah. the subtlety. Like, it wasn't too over the top, and that's what made it even funnier. Um, I was confused by the last story. Was she, you were saying you were Italian? Or you're the Uber driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay, I was that like a blonde sense. Italian Uber driver. Got it, okay. Yeah, got it. Well, yeah, I just on that, I feel like you might need to set it up earlier what he looked like. Like, okay. I got on the Uber driver, he was like, like this tall blonde, and then he said he was Italian. Yeah, and you were like, what are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give us more detail. Thank you. Um, I thought this was really good for your first time, too. Like, very, very good. And one of the things you did really well was, like, uh, you took your time. You didn't have to, like, rush to any parts of the story. And, like, uh, that's, like, one of the one of the major things that's, like, that's, I don't know, it's super hard for even me to do, you know, like, just take my time to doing something. But you get it, you're, like, your first time out. It just brings people into your energy, which is, like, a mark of a really good stand-up. Thank you. That's very sweet. I also like knew I had to make like three and a half minutes from all of it. Uh, from, like not very many words, but thank you. I appreciate that. That, that was a good set. Um, in the in the beginning when you were talking about the ah uh, uh, the the white uh, maybe it was like someone white that was saying oh you can't say black you can't say brown. Uh, and then you make a comment like, oh, well, we, you know, we can call you white. And I thought it might be funny if that the white person's like, yeah, it's just a burden that we carry like for everybody. <laughs> and then also when you're talking, when you, when you were talking about the race, I, I think it was really, <laughs> I'm sorry. A <laughs> uh, lot of, a lot of burping. Um, Fuck, whatever. I forgot the last part. I'll tell you later when I remember. Okay, but good, good job, though. Thank you. All right, everybody. Yasmin, give it up. That was her first time. That's amazing. Uh, your next comedian, I love his last name because I, uh, I nannied a lot, and I watched this really great movie uh, where the, you know, the, the roads are paved with cheese. There are no cats in America. So set your mind at ease. Your next comedian has the last name of Moskowitz. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that. I love, this is an American tale, baby. Yeah, there's a, the moon. We're looking at the same moon together. Uh, me and your next comedian, Dan Moskowitz. Yay! Hi, thank you guys. This is also my first time, yes. <laughs> um, so, hi everyone, my name is Dan. Um, I'm a divorced dad, I've got two kids, um, and I've got them half the time, so it's kind of weird like having your kids half the time because you feel like you're kind of living this double life. Um, like, for example, like one night, I'll just be at home, like watching like Caillou or Sesame Street, and like surrounded by bottles of children's Nyquil and uh, vomit all over me. And then another night, I'll have my kids with me. Um, <laughs> um, I actually, I, I sort of introduced the concept of suicide to them last night. Um, 
we were uh, we were watching Aladdin, and um, <laughs> we were watching Aladdin, and um, we got to the end, and they, it was the first time they'd seen it, and they really liked it. And I was we were looking at the credits, and I was just telling them like, well, you know, the genie was Robin Williams. He's this amazing comedian. You guys should know about him. Um, and I was speaking in the past tense, so they asked me, um, did he die? And because I kids ask that a lot so I said I said yeah and um, they asked me well was he shot or was he old because <laughs> apparently that's like how they think the only those are the only two ways that people can die um, but they actually do think that because of the time that I told them about how Tupac died so um, <laughs> but anyway I said I said no um, it was neither of those he actually he killed himself he committed suicide and they were like why and I said, well, you know, he was a really funny guy, but he had a lot of sadness in his heart. And so just don't be too sad, you guys. Um, so it was the end of the weekend. It was, it was the end of the weekend. It was time for them to go back to their mom's house. And um, they said to me, Daddy, we love you 100%, and we love Mommy 99%. And I, you know, and of course I replied like what you're supposed to say, like, well, you know, mommy and daddy both love you guys 100%. It's all good. But in my mind, I was like, well, I got to know why, right? Um, so I asked them, you know, what's the reason? Like, you know, why? And um, I thought maybe, you know, as I had some amazing connection with them or I gave some great like parenting wisdom or something. And they said, it's because you give us whipped cream. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> I mean, you guys might not know this, but for, for little kids, whipped cream, it's like, it's like crack. I mean, it's like this amazing kid moment, like, um, like a snow day, like in their mouth. Um, so, um, you know, and also when you have kids, your definition of luxury, like it really changes a lot. It kind of gets a lot lower. Um, like I was on a 14 hour flight to Abu Dhabi um, in coach, and it was amazing just to be by myself for that long. Um, but like the other night, um, I felt really happy because I had enough time to make my frozen burrito with the conventional oven instructions instead of the microwave ones. So, all right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Dan Moskowitz is a genius. That's your first time, seriously? That was like fucking amazing. Like you came out of nowhere and that is like, it was so good. Comments? I, I think with the whipped cream being like crack, you could definitely say something about how it is also like crack for adults or something like, yeah, they like whipped cream like as I much as people like, like whippets. Like it's for, yeah, or like whipped cream for kids is like whippets for adults. Uh, I think maybe you sort of said something like that, but like the having two kids half the time and then like, you could make some dumb joke about how it's like having one kid or how it's like, um, yeah, or like, uh, but it feels like it's one kid, so then you're worried they're gonna have like only child syndrome. That kind of, I don't know. <laughs> that stupid. Is there a math joke that can be in there? There's got to be some kind of math joke. Like I, I have two kids, thing. but I have them half the time, like, so I'm fourth the parent. And you can do like some sort of cool math joke where it comes out like the ace of spades or something. Some like, you know, like some like David Blaine shit where you come out with some magic numbers. Is this your card? Yeah. It, I, I just also want to say again that really was very good for your first time like i just want to say you have funny friends so this is great on her she should be a talent scout or something 
Um, <laughs> that's what we're all afraid of. Um, <laughs> so just keep at it, buddy. It was Thank good you. stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was a really good first set. Um, uh, I was, you know, when you said that you have two two kids yeah. and you have them half the time and maybe, maybe you can say because I usually only pay attention to one and so it feels like I only have them half the time and then um, with the whipped cream thing I was thinking is that the thing where is that the thing where people get high? Like, you know how you can, like, get high on it? Nitrous oxide. I was thinking, like, maybe you can talk, you can be asking your kids, like, oh, why do you guys like like the whipped cream so much? Do you also get high off of it? And then they're like, why, why do people get high? And then you can go back to the whole, like, depressed thing. Like, some, just don't get really sad. <laughs> yeah, like, if you're too sad, you're... Sometimes the sadness in your heart can be replaced by hippie crack. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say, actually, very similar, I was building off the, what, what, what Ginny said was, you could say a whipped cream for kids is as much fun as getting high off whipped cream canisters for adults yeah. or something like. It's like a win-win yeah, exactly. to have it in the house. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, no, that's, except that. That's not but what then, you said. You said but then it doesn't, drugs. Or, it doesn't work anymore because. Oh, really? That's what whippets are? You take. I thought. Okay. Whitest room ever. I didn't know you, when you take all the nitrous, then the cream just blah, 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 out. So then your kids get sad. So you can, yeah, you can be like. All right, this podcast brought to you by whipped cream. <laughs> uh, actually, right before you got up, I turned to Ian and I was like, "Wow, this is first time too. Like, you really better not suck, or it's gonna be really awkward." Uh, but you didn't, so good job. Um, so the the only feedback I had, when you said you were talking about like when your kids are going back to their moms. And I say what, I, like they said, the 199% thing. Like, and I said what I'm supposed to say. I thought it would be funny if, like, you know, like, mommy and daddy love you very much, but daddy loves you more. So, like, do, like, a switch there. Um, also, was the snow day a cocaine pun, too? Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Because if you say cocaine instead of crack, then the snow day becomes pun, too. You need to put more drugs. Yes, just all, a lot more drugs. I, I can't read my last comment, so good job. Everybody clap wildly for Dan Moskowitz. Yeah. And if you don't come back with a, with an American Tale joke, I won't let you in the door. Do you understand? The streets are paved with cheese, motherfucker. I want to hear a joke. I'm sure you were made fun of. Like it's totally. You're like exactly the right age that you were made fun of your entire life for that, right? Okay, good. Glad I'm glad I could touch a nerve. Your next comedian, he touches a nerve with everybody all the time. He's great, though. We love him, and uh, he's. I, I've been loving his material more and more every time I see him. He tells great stories every about debaucherous things. Everybody, John Gallagher, yay! Hey. Just glad. Uh, apparently, I skipped the step to divorce dad without having to do the marriage or children thing. Hey, fucking cool. I like it. Hey, uh, so guys, I got to go to a party uh, uh, over the weekend. It was one of my friends. Uh, thir- it was uh, his sister's 30th birthday. And parties uh, get a little bit weirder, I feel like, when you get older. Like, when you're young, you're like younger at least. Like, I'm only 30. But, like, when you go out, it's like uh, just about, like, trying to fuck or get too fucked up and throw up on yourself. But, like, this time, I feel like the older you go, when there's more old people at parties, Parties. It's just like f- all about finding horrible family secrets out, like just waiting until the moment when everybody gets too drunk and you find out about somebody's abortion 
or a hate crime or something. It's like, oh my God, this is a present for me now. This is great. Uh, I saw one of my favorite headlines uh, on the internet a few days ago, and I'll just give you the headline right now. It's a local housewife saves family from armed armed gunman by giving him a (laughs) blowjob. And yeah, that's that's the story pretty much. Is uh, a man with a gun was uh, holding a family hostage, and the wife goes, "Fight or flight? What do I do?" She goes and sucks this guy's dick, and he goes home. Right? Crisis averted, family saved. But now they have been robbed over 5,000 times at gunpoint. That's uh, the other thing. The other thing, too, about that, uh, there was, it was an article with it, and like, there's a bunch of quotes with it. Like, they have a picture of this wife with her family like, and her husband, the most cuckolded man in America. Like, like, you remember when shame? You remember when shame was a thing where you wouldn't go to the paper to brag about how you had to suck somebody's dick to save your children, right? You didn't, you didn't put your smiling face in the paper and go, look at me, this is what I did. Like, the fact that those kids had to watch their mom suck this guy's dick to save their life, that's like the third act reveal in like a Tennessee Williams play. Like, that's, that's a deep, dark secret that nobody should ever know. Like, that, the fucking fact that somebody has got their dicks sucked holding somebody else at gunpoint that's like the reason blanche drinks you know what i mean like that's <laughs> fucking that's all yeah want to watch that uh fucking uh, i was watching watching netflix they have a, they just had a thing uh, with pete holmes the show crashing i like shows about comedians uh last one i really enjoyed was master of none with aziz ansari uh both these shows are weird because they're with comedians but both these shows as soon as they start have like sex scenes right in the beginning and i don't i think it's with comics or something where they like just have to convince you it's like i fuck i fuck dude like it's like like, and I, I just, like, Aziz Ansari's one in particular, it's like, you know, he's like, yeah, like that, and it's like, the very first scene in that is just like him in the, the most, like, hardcore sex, like, dude, everybody knows you have nerf for a dick, that's, you don't have a real penis, I, show me that he has a real penis, I think he just has, like, a little nerf dart, he's not, he's a, he's a Muppet man, he's no, he doesn't have the ability to have sex. I don't know. Um, I was on the bus riding uh, a few days ago, and I, I got to see a Drunk Kids, which is uh, nostalgic for me because I was a drunk child. Uh, and this, like, I like to avoid that drunk chaos because I put on my headphones, I sit there and I go look through Instagram or whatever to hide myself and not talk to them. And these kids rolling around causing a ruckus for everybody. He's like just fucked up. And then he does probably the greatest thing I've ever experienced, which is he goes to my headphones, he rips out my headphones on the top of a pack bus and goes, Yo! This motherfucker's watching porn! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, of course, I was like, yeah. (laughs) That's that's all you can do. And everybody's like, ugh. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'm greasy. Look at the stains. Okay, uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Oh, John Gallagher's a genius. You were really, was it really porn or was he just making fun of you like a little punk? No, I, why would I watch porn on the bus? I don't, fucking, know. I don't know. I don't know what you do on the bus. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, fight or flight blowjob? Yeah. I feel like it's a little more of a tactic. Okay. Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite place it. Maybe somebody else will. But the Aziz Ansari nerf dick didn't like. I I felt more bad for him in the joke than laughing. I don't know why. 
probably because his penis is made of Nerf. <laughs> yeah, like usually there's like a setup where you're like the person's endearing and then you like have a reason that you all agree that you're going to take it back. And I don't okay. know. All right. Eh, maybe I'm just being too sensitive. But yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> This is a joke critique. This is just a fact-checking error. Oh shit! Here we uh, go. I know. I know your TV allows you access to everything. Yeah, but dude. Pete's home show is HBO. It's not Netflix. You said I was oh, watching yeah, Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fair. I'm just because uh, that's all I could think. <laughs> that's all I could think about. The rest of the set was like, like, that's not on Netflix. How dare he? That's funny. Oh okay. Oh, sorry, that was a big distraction for everybody. <laughs> I get it. Nerf dick could be like it can or nor, it, like you could go way harder than that. Like the, oh, yeah. your punch could be a lot stronger. Like okay. especially like the fact that he looks like a Muppet. Like you could compare him to a character or something. No. Like make him like yeah, like fucking uh, Ernie. Or, I don't know. There's, there's own the Muppet thing and elaborate on that. I think that would be punchier. All right. Uh, you know, like the the dick sucking wife. Uh, <laughs> I would love to hear the husband's comment. I'm just, I'm so glad oh, she yeah. was able to respond so quickly. Oh yeah, no, it's I'm actually just... you know what I forgot that part. There is I do. Oh okay. You had that, yeah. Yeah, there it literally is. He has a quote in there. It's the fucking most humiliating Saving thing. Saving our family. That's a lot. To... No, it's just like I'm just so happy that she did whatever wait, she could. You're like, oh, so you done. John, saving our f- family. That's a lot to swallow. It's the most absentee way to be a cuckold. Like That's he didn't fucking, even get uh, to just, like enjoy watching. It's all horrifying. They're all they're all everybody like the gunman's bad, the wife's bad, the husband's the sad person. Everything everybody's this yeah, so you can go Google it. It's the fucking worst thing in America. You could, <laughs> you could maybe say like, like I thought it was weird that the husband posted uh, an ad, ad for the guy on Craigslist to come and do it, but uh, something like that. Okay. With the Nerf dick thing, I think it's funny because like uh, you could say it's like yeah, because it doesn't work. You know, it's not, it's not a real dart or not a. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's good right. shit. Right. Thanks, man. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher, everyone. John Gallagher. We are moving right along here on the Joke Workshop on Radio. Your next comedian. I've been reading this crazy history book, and every time they mention a president, he's the only person I can think of, and he's ruined everything for me. Uh, but he's great, and uh, I'd love to see him right now. You guys are going to laugh at his jokes. Pay attention to Ian Levy. Yay! Uh, up to this point in my life, I will say, I thought whippets, when people referred to doing them, were just listening to the Devo song. <laughs> whip it, whip it good. Like, that's, I thought that's what doing whippets were. Um, I have to, I've, I've never done this before, but this is the first joke I have to set up uh, with a trigger warning. Uh, trigger warning, I don't want to offend anyone, but this next bit, for artistic reasons, uh, requires me to yell the N-word. So I'm just, I don't want, okay, is everyone, no one's gonna, if you're offended, you can leave, but okay. The N word! Okay, dear, that's, that's it. I'm not gonna actually say it. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, I I got a a, a new bit 
uh, I got a new bit I want to I want to try out so we can see how this goes. This is a bit I'm calling um, uh, the 1920s uh, gangster visits the optometrist office. 1920s gangster visits the optometrist office. I want to see, see? You want to see, see? I want to see, see? Mara, see? I want to see, see? You want to see, see? Enter visually impaired pirate. I want to see the sea, see? You want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea, see? Enter agreeable Spaniard. See. I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea? I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the sea, see? I want to see the seas. I want to see the sea. See, gentlemen, gentlemen, please. I am the optometrist. Can we have some calm and quiet and get this underway? I'm sorry, your schedule's conflicted, and we all had the meeting at the same time. Now, if you can please each cover one eye and tell me what letter do you see on this chart? I see a C, see you see a C, see. I see a C, see. <laughs> gentlemen, please, gentlemen, please. <laughs> Let's move on from the letters. I have a picture here. Just what do you, what what can you ascertain from this picture? Oh, that be a picture of the C, see. It's a C, see. I see the C, see. Is <laughs> it? Picture of uh, two, two, two children playing. Can you tell me what those children are doing? They're playing on a seesaw, see? A seesaw, see? see? <laughs> I want to see the sea, see? I cannot see the sea, see? <laughs> I want to see. Is this meeting going to be over soon? My aunt Cece is coming to pick me up. Cece, I want to see Cece. I cannot see Cece. You see Cece? I see the sea, see? <laughs> I bet you I have a collection of old uh, silent films directed by none other than uh, Cecil D. DeMille. Cecil C. DeMille! I want to see Cecil C. DeMille! Okay, that's my time, guys. Ian Levy! <laughs> oh, strap in. <laughs> that's like a ridiculous thing to say, but I, I didn't... There were extra C's that I didn't know what they were. Yeah. Like, were just, I, like mostly I, I got it. Mostly I want to see the C. I, I start adding in just random C's. Yeah, I, is it too know, much? I think it is too much because it confused me. I think it would be really hilarious if everything they're saying actually, actually makes is sense. normal. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. if it is like, I want to see so, my aunt CC. Like that, yeah. it, that makes sense. I wanna, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you should have the extra C's. I think it's funny if everything they say is C, but if it actually is real sentences. Okay. Um, 
I love the absurdity. It's funny we talked about Robin Williams tonight because it actually reminded me of like Robin Williams type comedy. I am like the same as Robin You're Williams. You're basically yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I don't Williams. you I hope you don't have the same sadness in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I do. <laughs> just don't get too sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but what I think you need to do because you essentially you're you're acting out a sketch as one person on yeah. stage, right? So I I think you need to define your characters more clearly. So like work on the accents maybe like they have like different bodily movements for each one like I know you're moving quickly through them but like they all start to blend together by the end so yeah, like yeah. I would it's I I wrote this bit in like an hour long form so I'm kind of compressing it you don't need it. to justify it I actually think it's like brilliant okay. um, I just think you need a little more clarity between the characters and I yeah, think that will fair. even take it up a notch but okay. I think it's I like that both hilarious. of your notes are make it more realistic <laughs> essentially this absurd yeah. thing yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, but like, as you're doing it, like we imagine, I imagine a scene, like I'm imagining yeah, yeah. this as, as as if it's a sketch. If, so like, I want to see it the out, characters. If you write it out, you'll see how Beckett, Beckett, Kenzian, Beck, it's it's like Beckett. It's like fucking that Irish dude and the Beckett. people and the. It's like I, I Samuel Beckett. Beckett-ish. I I I've, I was more inspired by David Mamet for this bit, oh, so well, that's but my. But he says fuck, but then it would be fuck the sea. See, he fuck fuck <laughs> fuck the fuck. Like it, that's Mamet. Uh, your aunt Cece could have a C section. Uh, C section's not bad. I haven't actually yeah listed out all the the C's yet. Seizure. Another Seizure. another great Ian Levy. I love it. It's your I I look at you and I think this guy is not gonna be funny, but then you are every time. Uh, every time you're always funny. Uh, I my can I. Ray, can I, when I see you, I think uh, you're not going to be funny, uh, and I'm proven right every yeah. time. <laughs> so I'm joking. True. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I don't mean True. That. I don't mean that. He means I it. Don't. He means it. I got attacked. I had to strike back. It's I'm true. sorry. <laughs> but that was a compliment attack. He totally looks funny, though. Uh, <laughs> he does. You're right. I think, uh, I think John... What does funny look like? A Jew? <laughs> What was it? I think John brought you up last night at OMG, and he's like, "You look like a Bob's Burgers character." Yeah, and it's yeah. That's fair. That's fair. No, that that one. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just my only note was pretty much on the same level as uh, Liz's, which was just like you know the accents, you know, and I like uh, I know my strengths in like uh, comedy aren't like being funny and writing, so like. Uh, uh, like uh, I, I I level on my performance from my years in you know theater and yeah. acting and shit like that. So it's like when I when I see a really good accent, like the Spaniard guy, like he is an agreeable Spaniard. But like, what would an agreeable body posture be like? Or maybe you know he dances like a like a cat or something. Uh, or like the pirate could have a peg leg or something like that to uh, him. Uh, yeah. That's actually that's no no that's totally good like I, I really but this is way more in depth feedback on that bit than I thought <laughs> I, I love it again. I thought but that's why it's so good no no but but, but no I do appreciate that and, and I, th- I and, think you're actually totally right and it's the, so in depth that we actually have to cut our comments so we have room for everybody yay Ian Levy yay, yay. thanks guys moving along we gotta we gotta keep it at a quick clip so we can get everybody in tonight because there are tons and tons of people. Your next comedian, uh, hey, he came to us from the Deep South, and we still like him anyway. Uh, he's really funny, and um, every time I see him, I love his jokes more and more. Everybody, hands, take your hands, put them in a slappy-like motion. For Matthew Banks, yay! Yo! How's it going, guys? <laughs> that racist music on the... Yeah, anyway... 
I just got back from the south, actually, yesterday. Went to Dallas, Texas, shot some guns. Oh, it was great, you know? There's so much there's so much hate against guns. Like, I'm all for gun control, like I really am. Like, I would never sell a gun to me. But they're fun. I mean, I, I was one of my earliest memories is my, uh, my grandfather told me, he's like, look, it's like the day you die, or he's like, if you, the day you don't learn something is the day you're gonna die. And it like fucking freaked me out. So I like read like every day f for two weeks and then I like came to grips with death. Because um, I just don't like reading. It's not my thing. Um, I was, <laughs> my favorite show is, um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I love Forensic Files. Like anything that has murder. Like I'm a big fan of it, you know. And I was watching one show and they were like, this guy got like arrested or charged with like the murder of like five people and the abuse of a corpse and i was like i feel like the corpse should have rights i mean <laughs> i don't know maybe like that was their kink san francisco i don't know i think it should be like printed on their license like organ donor and uh likes to be funneled by a corpse i don't know <laughs> or by a psychopath that's where my head is today guys um fuck I'm scattered. Hadn't been on stage since Wednesday. Um, women have had it rough. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, and this is like prior Trump or any other shit. It's like you have a vagina. Like I was thinking, like, men are not nearly responsible enough to have a vagina. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like a lot of work. I remember the first girl I dated and she told me all the shit they had to do. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I, I mean, I don't feel like I could deal with it. I'm trying to f figure out where to go with that, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like, I don't trust men that go to the doctor without being, like, forced into it. I mean, if you're like, <laughs> like, if you, like, break your arm, I get it. But, like, if you have a sniffle and you just willingly go to the doctor, like, I don't trust you. I, I mean, I just, I don't. I mean, like, I, men would literally be dead by 30 if it was not for women saying, you fucking asshole, like, go to the doctor. Like, I dropped a piano on my hand a couple of weeks ago, and I was not going to go to the doctor. My hand was swollen. There was a huge gash in it. I was like, I'll be fine. And then my boss is a woman, and she made me go <laughs> you know but i guarantee you if my boss was a man he'd be like tough it up quit, quit being a bitch and i would have said yes sir um but my buddy had a child recently and like i'm trying to care but i don't um and uh he like sends me all these photos and like videos He's like look man charlie just took his first step today like we're so proud of him I'm like dude you're taking credit for biology <laughs> I'm like, I know plenty of kids that went through hell and they can still walk. I mean, maybe if he, like, I don't know, got some sort of award. Or I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, thanks, guys. I'm done. Matthew Banks, everyone. Yay. Fuck children. They're little assholes. Yay. Not, like, literally fuck them, but, like, like look at their so They're so important. You know, you could say, um, I don't know if you need to say the thing about how you don't trust guys to go to the doctors on their own. Like, that doesn't, you don't really come back to that. You, you, the point you're making is that men would never go to the doctor without women, and I think that that's kind of funnier, and, and you can just go straight there, basically. Um, I think uh, the thing about, um, shit, I'm blanking on it. 
What, what were your other jokes? <laughs> so I had, I had, I, oh, vaginas, vaginas, yeah. I don't know what respons- <laughs> responsibility you're talking about. Is it because it's like, I think you should be specific. Is it yeah, the yeah. shaving or is it because stuff can get lost in it or like you're never really sure if it's clean? Like you, you're never sure if it's clean whereas like your dick is out and you can like see. I think, I think you should be specific because I actually okay. didn't know. I don't really do anything for my vagina. I do, I do a little bit, but it doesn't feel like a lot. Wow. No. I think. Jenny, we need to talk. Um, I, I like, I love your joke about like your friend who had a kid. I miss the part where you're like, I've been walking for thirty years. I don't get a yeah, fucking word. Like. I know. Well, I just like that part, and I hope you bring it yeah. back. I, I actually right. agree that I'm glad you didn't do that part, and I like that you're exploring it because that's probably the easiest joke you can go to yeah, with yeah. the walking. And I so think there's so I many like more ridiculous jokes. things that babies do that you can you can change it up and be like, I've been vomiting on myself. I vomited on myself for 14 years as an alcoholic. Your baby throws up, and you're all fucking excited. Like, yeah. I think that. Would be- okay, maybe it's easy, but I like it. God damn it. <laughs> I, I think, uh, um, I, oh yeah, I just want to say, I also haven't been to the doctor since I was like 18, so, can relate, yeah. Great feedback. You're <laughs> um, I, the way, when you ta- start talking about guns, I think it's, you're, it's the only time I've ever heard someone with a southern accent say, like, I'm all for gun control, so maybe say, like, and I know you don't normally hear that with an accent, like, front with an accent, like my, or acknowledge that some way, because, like, there's some parts of that sentence that make your accent come out. Um, and yeah, accents are funny. <laughs> oh, the line I wouldn't sell a gun to me, I thought it was hilarious. Cool, thanks, guys. <laughs> Yay, Matthew Banks forever. Yay, so we're going to put the kibosh on the comments just so that we can get through all the comedians that we have here. So um, we don't have to worry about the comments anymore. We're just going to really pay attention to people's jokes. If you want to say things to them, feel free to say things to them after. Your next comedian is a really funny lady. Uh, She does shows constantly around all the time. I think she's being roasted tomorrow night at the Purple Onion. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ginny Hogan. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, guys, sit. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Don't worry. All right, stay. Or don't. Yeah, guys, just stay for my set. You're such a good audience. Yay! Yay. Um, okay. I don't really, I, I made everyone stay. I don't have anything especially exciting that I'm working on right now. No, no, stay, 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 stay. Okay, I can never tell if a guy is into me or if he has no friends. Because they kind of behave the same way. I, um... I, I slept with someone for the first time recently uh, with him. I've done it before. I've done sex, okay? <laughs> I know. It was a new a new time with this guy, and he wanted to know what was going to, like, get me off. Um, and I think he wanted to know for practical reasons, not just out of curiosity, but uh, it is also an interesting theoretical subject. Um, but he, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, honestly, for me to have an orgasm during sex... Like, I usually have to have had sex with someone, like, a couple of times. So, like, we're going to need to be in a committed relationship. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. It's too sad. All right. Um, 
I took my clothes to Goodwill to donate them. Yeah, thank you. I know. I'm a really good person. <laughs> and um, here's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to take your clothes to Goodwill and have the people at Goodwill be like, too excited <laughs> you know you don't want them to be like this is exactly what our customers are wearing <laughs> like <laughs> they told me that they thought uh one of my sweaters was very durable <laughs> i was like yeah <laughs> nailed it nailed that sixth street look um i uh i like giving blowjobs because i <laughs> because i hate conversation <laughs> Um, but at least guys are nice enough to not try to talk to you while you have their dick in your mouth. I can't say the same thing about my dentist. Like, he puts his hand in my mouth and then, like, asks how my day is going. And I'm torn because it's, like, so nice to have a guy ask me how I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like, I can't talk right now. But my dentist, on the other hand, has an iPad above where I'm, you know, wherever, and uh, it's kind of nice. I can watch Netflix while he's got his hand in my mouth, and I think guys are going to have to start offering the same amenities if they want to keep getting blowjobs. It's just, it's the only thing I can think of. Um, I, uh, let me see. Okay, so do you guys know that song, like, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into, yo, I'm going to sing the whole thing. So the song is about a guy who runs dating ads for himself in a newspaper, and then his wife sees the dating ads and responds to them and then he meets up with his wife and they fall in love again. Uh, you know, they never really addressed the subject of the fact that like he was married and running dating ads and she was married and responding to dating ads. Like that part of the plot doesn't come up. But it did get me thinking like maybe I should run dating ads for myself. Um, so I did. I ran dating ads on like Facebook and Google and I wasn't really getting any traction. Um, and then, uh, this isn't really a joke, but then I... <laughs> It's actually just what I did. Then I went to Reddit, and I did get some traction running dating ads for myself on Reddit because you were allowed to target gamers. Got a nice message from a guy named Grilled Cheesy. Um, I don't know. I actually have nothing. I, that's like a funny thing that I did, and I wanted to be a joke, but I guess I'm not getting feedback anyway, so it's kind of useless to try it. All right, thanks, guys. Facebook them to me. All right, your next comedian moving right along. He was giving some great comments tonight. He usually is wearing really short shorts so that you can see his super cool birthmark on his leg, but not today because it's cold outside. Clap wildly for Brady Hold. Yay! Also, those shorts are stolen, so you'll never see them again. Uh, unless you catch somebody on the 6th Street Elite who, uh, that's what I like to call the crackheads of 6th Street, the 6th Street Elite. I think they're going to have their own fair someday, the 6th Street Fair. I, uh, you guys, I feel like telling a story about how, uh, when I first started smoking weed, uh, I, I was young, uh, had no idea, so I got, I got the number to my weed dealer, uh, from the guy who moved to New York. This is Ray. He turned out to be gay. That's totally unrelated to the story, but um, he gave me this guy's number. I can't even remember his real name, but I remember his fake name. His fake name was Hugh because he had a business card that said The Way. I guess drugs are the way. So uh, when I st started smoking weed, I was like, uh, can I get one, uh, one marijuana? 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a regular, you know, like he, he was all about the text code. Like, yeah, I'll give you a, give you a regular or a double regular or, you know, Hey, if you buy like four regulars, you know, I'll give you a third, fifth regular for free. And, on, um, so I, uh, I, I know that the, I, at the time I was living in Richmond, not Richmond district, but Richmond, the city. And, uh, so I was East Bay and this guy was still living in Richmond district. And so I pretty much drove, uh, almost every time from Richmond into San Francisco, anytime I wanted weed. And it was usually the whopping amount of an eighth of an ounce. So, uh, cause that's, that would last me like a, like a whole, whole month. Sometimes, sometimes even longer. You'd be like, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, I know. I just forgot I had all this weed. So, uh, eventually, you know, started smoking more and, uh, I would do these run-ins with my dog Maggie, uh, cause she was my, my stoner buddy because like, I didn't have a friend in the house that also smoked weed with me. I was, I was, I was a loner, loner, probably a virgin, uh, living in my dad's house, but he wasn't even there. So I was just very lonely. So smoked a lot of weed. And, uh, and, uh, one of these nights, uh, you know, like I would smoke Maggie out and I would blow smoke in her ear and then like, Oh man, already. Anyway, this is why I'm not a good storyteller. I'm just like, this is all the setup. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, so on, on my way home one night, I, I get pulled over by a cop and, uh, so he, uh, I, I have weed in the car, but I also have Maggie in the car. And so, uh, in, in an effort to hide the weed, I put it on the inside of my sock right here. And then when I have to hold Maggie, cause I don't have her leash with me, I hold Maggie and I'm sitting down and I'm over a storm grate and I pull the weed out and I drop it into the storm grate. But then I go and I get a ticket for speeding because I was going 90 because I wanted to get home and smoke that fucking weed and then I drive off and then I wait for the cop to drive off and I drive back and I pull up that storm grate and I get my weed and I smoke me and Maggie out thank you Everybody, Brady Holt smoking dogs out all the time. Yeah. Your next comedian is running the most amazing open mic right now on Wednesday nights along with Dan Shively. Uh, but she's really the, all the brains behind it. And then also this Wednesday, they're sold out. You can't even see their fucking show because they sold 33 tickets to it. So I know you want to come, but you can look from the window through the door, you assholes. Everybody right now, clap wildly for Trish Pandia. Yay. Those comics freak me the fuck out. Is that their first time? I, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm really proud of them. One of them I actually work with, she... I did not know she was funny. I did not. Um, all right, I'm going to do my set because I practice for Wednesday. Um, so I hate it when people tell me that I'm Indian. Like, I don't know that I'm Indian. That I'm Indian. It's like telling George Lopez that he's Mexican or Denzel Washington that he's black or telling Donald Trump that he's got a tiny little... Tropicana juice orange dick, you know? He's not even the good quality of like Tropicana orange juice. He's more like the, like the tang dick, like, you know, back in the 80s where it was like powdered sugar. Because it's, it's his dick because it's disgusting and outdated, you know? 
And I'm scared, you know, before, I'm scared right now that he's president as a woman and who looks like me. I mean, before he was president, you know what I thought about? I thought about how to destroy my boyfriend's self-esteem so he wouldn't leave me. And I was like, yeah, you're cute. Chaz just has a better face and body, you know, but I love you. But now I think about what he's gonna do. I think about like what's gonna happen to my family. Uh, should I travel internationally? Is my nouveau ring getting deported? I don't, I'm scared. Go Kenya. Um, so being Indian and, and, and being an American Indian is kind of hard because you're kind of between both worlds. Uh, my friend told me the other day, Trish, you're not Indian enough. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you need to have like mostly Indian friends. And I was like, that's narrow-minded. So I told him to get a Slurpee and get the fuck out of my store. I have a boyfriend. Uh, we've been together like four years as of last Tuesday. Yay. Um, no. No. No, being in a relationship, like I think being in a relationship after four years is really hard. Like, you know those couples that have been married for like 30 years? I think they're fucking assholes. Because they're lying to me about being truly happy. That's not sustainable. Uh, yeah, we been together four years, so before we went out, um, I hadn't dated in a while, so I looked up some dating tips, and in eHarmony it said, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So, I don't get to do anything I want? What's there to do? Just, I don't, we're just, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's so many dating tips out there, there's so many dating tips for women, but there's like no dating tips for men. Dating tips for men is as rare as finding a fat Asian chick, you know? You just keep looking, and you keep looking. And it turns out she's only half Asian. Here's some dating tips for men. Uh, if you have a neck tattoo, I either think you have genital herpes or hepatitis C or a little bit of both. Um, another dating tip for men, uh, when you put it in, look at my face. <laughs> Uh, here's another one. Uh, if when you put it in, be Asian, cause I'm tired and it fits. All right, that's all I got. Trish Brandia, everyone. Yes. Again, I would say go see her on Wednesday, but you can't, cause it's already sold out. But the following Wednesdays in the future, you can go to Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. Although this week is called Trish and Dan Face Mortality, because they're smart and clever. Your next comedian is both of those things as well. He's also the pun master, which I appreciate so much. Clap wildly for Joseph Ugalde! Happening, gang. Is this the mic? Oh man. Uh, it is this month my two-year comedy anniversary. How about that? Two years in comedy. Here's a little known fact. Before I started stand-up, I did improv for a couple of years. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, here's the thing. On the one hand, improv is only occasionally funny. But on the bright side, it is one of the most efficient and economical forms of birth control. So, that's true. That's true. Trump's going to crack down on it, so get it while you can, kids. Uh, uh, I like the apps on my phone. I like the apps. I got one called Bands in Town. Bands in Town. You just type in uh, the bands and the comics that you like, and if they're coming to town, you get a little alert, right? 
but it also gives you recommendations of things that you might like based off of your favorites. So I got a message the other day that said, because you like Chris Rock, you might be interested in seeing Nickelback. No. This was real. I will show you. I will show you the message. I will show you the message. And I'm thinking, uh, like, no, maybe if I liked Carrot Top, I might like Nickelback. I mean, their 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 algorithm is just goofy. I mean, what uh, if you like Foreigner, you might like Yakov Smirnoff. See, something like that would make sense. That was like a double 80s uh, joke. Jesus. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, lady alert. Uh, did I mention that when I, my first job uh, was at something that doesn't exist anymore, a video store? It's true. It was great. And the great thing there is uh, people really treat you like you're an expert in the field. You know, they come in and say, oh, I want, I want a, a, something hilarious. I want, I want something scary. Uh, one day, a very attractive woman walks in walks right up to me and says, I want something that's going to disturb me. So I asked her out to dinner. And true story. Uh, it is uh, the year 2017. Everybody talks about the new millennium. Oh, he's the hottest thing in the new millennium. It's 17 years old. The new millennium is one year away from being fuckable. That's ridiculous. I don't know why I say these things, gang. I don't like that. Oh, man. It's a good-looking crowd. Who's here? Trish Pandy is here. Florentina's here. Jenny Hogan was here. Oh, uh, what? What happened? What happened? Oh, I was looking at the seat behind you where Jenny was. James is here. James, a friend of Jenny, which is the next best thing. An, an FOG. He's so cute a, that you thought Ginny would stay for anyone's set. Uh, <laughs> so it's great. Uh, Jenny, Jenny's, uh, she, I've watched her evolve. She's learned how to be funny. She's learned how to work a crowd. She hasn't learned how to whisper. <laughs> but we love her anyway. I'm Joseph, gang. Thank you. Joseph, you go all day, everyone. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, yeah. Uh, your next comedian, we, we're going to have room for everybody. Don't worry. Uh, your next comedian, he wears roller skates, and he has a super fun time with his life. Also, he played Charlie in um, some of my It's Always Sunny Specs groups the other week, and they were really funny. And you're going to laugh at his jokes right now because he's hilarious. Everybody, Matthew Quirk. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Actually, your script was funny. Uh, I was a flop. You had a good script. Uh so anyway, two years, I'm at about two years now too. It happens at a certain point when you get low T, you got to start looking for things to keep you occupied. Yeah, stand up is my thing. So I'm going to switch things up a bit on the workshop. I'm not going to do four minutes. I just want comments. This is my work uh, outfit. I, I, I have new jeans at home when I go out if I'm on like a date or something like that. Do we get to ask, actually ask you questions? Oh, sure, if you want. Let's do this. Okay. Wait, um, how long has it been since you've shaved your beard? Uh, 
shaved it it's been years you just you just usually trim it i trim it so you usually trim it when the white frost comes on like now you usually trim it back to the red or how do you work yes that? the white frost just came on just yesterday does it come out like white frost or does uh, it come out red and then turn white uh Same it used question. to be redder and now it's turned white over time uh the i think per follicle it's they're they're white and never to turn back again uh but if i do shave just like the under here it does drop about 15 years off my life i've let it gone out a little bit what's extra. wrong with you then why don't you shave there's nothing wrong with me and uh you know sometimes i go for that distinguished gentleman look when i'm dressed up i you know i have it out and uh with a nice jacket and everything i can you know so did your zipper break at burning man and stay in that shape for eternity no it, it, <laughs> it broke at work and this is just a very functional i do plumbing so if this thing gets fucked up it doesn't matter and I came here right from work. Oh, you look fabulous. I, I do glaze and I look the Thank same. Thank you. I actually had an argument with a guy on Twitter about it. Like, he was like how important his fucking job was. And I'm like, f- you know, I'm a plumber. My job is important. Do you have You're a snake in your car? <laughs> no, there's a truck. No, you have a snake in your it's truck? It's trousers. Yeah. Can you, you see it? I can see it from here. You to my fix my... Fix You'd my, have to call the company. I, I, ba- I bathe in 12 inches of water. I'm not going to lie to the audience and tell them I have a snake anywhere else. We all know that's not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a glazer myself. Keeping uh, it real. I'm a glazer myself, so I dress exactly the same as you, but I came, out, out, of I, came out on, I came out on a date tonight. Fuck sick, right? To new radio. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking over you. What did you say? <laughs> no, no. Talk, talk over me all you like. Hey, it's my set, not yours. What's going on here? British mix accent over there. Us. Scottish. I knew you were Scottish too, so as you, you opened your mouth. You weren't in comments. Uh, anyway, I wanted comments, not a story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I got arguing with that guy about he worked for Twitter and how important Twitter was, and just glossing over the enabling of Donald Trump. I was like, honestly, buddy, what do you rather do? Tweet or take a shit? I mean, what's more important? I mean, Twitter's just like the bird crap on, on, on the pyramids. But plumbing actually enabled society to live. And that's why I'm feeling I feel like a chip on my shoulder about how important I am. But I'm treated like the guy who just breaks pipes in the basement. It's horrible. Sad. Oh, is that it for comments? All right. Thank you. Oh, wait. Oh, you're supposed to just yell it out. Actually, your beard looks like mold, moldy cheese. Um, <laughs> But moldy cheese is a compliment, okay? That's high quality cheese. High quality cheese. Hopefully Everybody I don't smell like it. High quality cheese from Matthew Quirk. Always original, looking moldy cheesy. Not you look lovely. Uh, it, but it, I mean, if you want to date, you might want to try quaffing it a little bit more. All right, your next comedian. He. He's a lovely human being, and I'm so glad he's here, and I can't wait to see what show he's going to be on in March. You guys are going to love him right now. It's Hector Hernandez! Like, what's up, Timmy? Where you at? And I still check in on my... Lovely human being. You heard the lady. Hello? Hello? Which one, which one is it? This one? All right. What do you mean? You're drinking my beer. <laughs> well, uh, is this Scottish beer? Is that what this is? Yep. Yeah. Put your headphones down. All right. I don't know if you guys could tell by how disappointed I am, but... um. I work an, at a minimum wage job. I'm a, I'm a lunch lady. That's what I do. I'm a lunch lady. I'm a lunch lady for techies and art institute kids. It's my job. It's my calling. I called my mom the other day on Facebook, and I was like, Mom, I got a new job. I'm a lunch lady. And she's like, your teeth look terrible. I was like, thanks, Mom. 
I was at work the other day and um, this lady came in and she was the last one in the store. We're getting, we're getting ready to close. So I come up to her and I tell her, Hey, uh, is there anything I could help you out with? Cause we're getting ready to close. And she says to me, she's like, to be honest with you, I have no money and I'm just really hungry. Uh, she's homeless, you know, which is hard to tell in San Francisco who's homeless. You, it's hard to tell who paid $3,000 to look homeless and who, who's just broke as fuck. And, um, because I'm not a bad person, I go to the kitchen and I grab her a sandwich and I tell her, Hey, eat this sandwich. Eat it inside. Cause it's raining. Don't go outside. Eat it inside. Enjoy the sandwich. I'm going to start closing the store. Don't steal anything. That's what I tell her. And so I go to the back and I start just finishing closing the kitchen and, um, I'm getting ready to lock the place up and I look around and I don't see her anymore. So I assume she's gone, but then she just pops out of the bathroom and she's like washed herself up. You know, she's cleaned herself up, which is weird because there's no sink in the bathroom. So, so she comes out and she goes, thank you for the sandwich. And I go, Hey, don't worry about it. Just fucking leave <laughs> and don't steal anything on your way out. And don't get me wrong. It's not that I have anything to get stealing. It's just if someone's going to steal from my store, it should be me. And so I'm like, get out, you homeless fucking cunt. And uh, she's like, all right, I'm going to leave now. And she's like, thank you for the sandwich. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because I'm nice and I'm nice all the time. So this is just like day one shit, right? And uh, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I, and I walk through the, um, through the swinging doors back into the kitchen. And she's like, thank you for the sandwich. And do you fuck prostitutes? And before I could turn around and tell her yes, and do you trade for sandwiches? Gone. She was just gone. Thank you. I went on Craigslist that night uh, to try to look for her, like on Misconnections. Like in the sandwich section. Misconnect with, misconnections with sandwiches. Uh, it turns out that that's not what prostitutes use. They use Backpage. Hello? Anybody? No, one, no one's fucked a prostitute on Backpage? Usually there's at least somebody that's like, ha! And that's how you know they've fucked prostitutes. I got like one minute left. One minute left. Um, I'm not above not fucking a prostitute. I've tried. God knows I've tried so many times. Last time I tried to fuck a prostitute um, was in Arizona in the industrial district. I got, I got really far. I got really close. Um, she took my clothes off or I took my own clothes off, whatever, right? And she was on top of me and she was like, look, son, she's like $75 for the room, $75 for the first half hour. And I was like, great deal, but I have 15 bucks. What does that get me? And she goes, too much already. Get the fuck out. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yay, Yay. Schmechter Schmermendez. Yay. Oh, I enjoyed all of your stories very much. Your last comedian, he runs a really cool show here on Saturdays from 4 to 6 called James and Austin's Cool Show. You guys going to love it, everybody. It's James Mara. What's up, Muni? Thanks for staying, guys. Um... My girlfriend's been gone for three days. It's the longest she's been gone since we lived together. We started living together. Been really lonely. Mm-hmm. Been competing with a record I set in the summer of 2004 for how many times I can masturbate in a 24-hour period. 13-year-old James has a lot of stamina, guys. It's been, it's been a tough one, all right? It's been very tough. Um, what else do we want to do? I'm excited for the show on Wednesday, Trish. I'm excited for the show. Um, my name's James, I'm biracial, I'm half black, half white. Grew up in Georgia, another southerner with Mr. Matthew Banks that was here. Um, growing up biracial in the South sucks because you don't really fit in, you know? Like, like white kids, they don't really fuck with you because they're, you know, white. Uh, and then black kids, like, 
they like they don't really accept you either. Like they know they should, but they don't. Just like convicting OJ. But uh but um yeah, so like I, I was the only kid on the playground that would get called the N-word and then also told I couldn't use it. Like really? Like you guys are enforced that rule right now on me? Those conversations would be awkward to be like, dude, you guys will not believe this. These fucking rednecks just called me a nigger. They're like, whoa, do you remember what we told you about the hard R, dude? Come on now. I'm like, really, dude? I'm, it's, like, it's, it's what he said. No exceptions. Only when you're singing along to the Kanye song, all right? We'll work on that one a little bit. Um, I'm actually half German, half Kenyan. Uh, it's complicated my life pretty severely. Anytime I want to pull my black card, talk about how shitty I've had it. I can just feel the Jews in the room side-eyeing me like, really, dude? Really? This one Jewish kid growing up used to call me Jungle Nazi. And it was fucked up. I didn't know whether to beat his ass or apologize, you know? Right? It's like, fuck you, racist. Also, sorry. Like, I'm half my family. Sorry about that shit. Um, if my family, if my family history was a movie, it'd probably be like both equal parts black comedy and uh, Nazi movie. Like think like a kind of half Schindler's List, half Soul Plane, that kind of that kind of thing. Like I feel like no one's ever done genocide to like a really good hip hop track, you know? Like no one's ever really tried that. Um. Anyway. Uh, for uh oh this is not a one minute joke um yeah we'll shorten it for for a variety of for a variety of factors i didn't have a lot of sex in college there were a few factors that went into that but uh, i did have a lot of what kellyanne conway would call alternative sex which is when you don't have any sex at all but you tell people that you did now every guy in this room has gotten a little bit of alternative pussy every once in a while all right we've all been there right and some of those under 5'8 have gotten a little more than others. All right, guys? Guys, I've gotten all alternative hand jobs before. I'm not proud of it. All right? Not proud of it. Um, the rest of that joke's too long to do in the 15 seconds I have, so I'm going to leave it there. Thanks, guys. James Mara! Go see James and Austin's cool show on Saturday from 4 to 6. I have no idea what an alt hand job looks like. I don't even know how to give a hand job, so I don't even know how an alt. Hand job. Oh, it's not. I see. I see. It's did. not getting a hand job. Is the alt hand job? Now oh, that was a really, really fun joke workshop. We got everybody in, and coming up next is FTW Forever Two Wheels. We love them forever. Thank you all for being here. Clap yourselves silly because it's been the joke workshop. Clap it up for Steve, our new person. Again, he's going to come in on Wednesdays, eight to ten. The mor- the morning machine. None of you will be awake then, but you can always download the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Mutiny Radio. Coming up now, FCW. You ain't even weird shit, low nigga trying to act. No, this is Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives.
him to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tusser Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fine dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 